Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to have a great discussion and something that I'm really looking forward to because we're going to be talking about something that many business owners, many managers know a little bit about. They kind of know they need to do it, but it's something that everyone should be doing to promote their business, and that's digital marketing. And so please join me in welcoming David Summerfleck to our program today. Welcome, David. Thank you for having me, Deb. Thank you uh, for anybody out there listening or watching. I appreciate your time. Great, great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this because it's going to be such a fun discussion. (laughs) So David Summerfleck is a newly retired digital marketing executive with over 20 years experience working for marketing and advertising agencies where he served as project manager, helping guide multi-million dollar brands toward increasing profitability. David was also a certified small business mentor off and on for 10 years throughout the U.S., Uh, through the U.S. Small Business Administration, where he advised hundreds of small business owners, nonprofit administrations, and senior staff, as well as startups in how to grow their business quicker and easier. Additionally, David was trained in political campaign marketing called messaging by a consortium of the White House Project, the Colorado Department of Education, and the Center for Progressive Leadership, And he later went on to advise several political campaigns. Holy schmoly, could we have a conversation, but we won't go there. (laughs) David has written for AOL Time Warner, spoken to a standing room only audience at Microsoft, taught social media marketing at Johnson & Wales University, taught workshops for the WordPress Foundation, and is the author of The Road to Digital Marketing Profits. So again, David, welcome. Thank you for having me. Great, great. Well, you know, let's uh, let's kind of you know let's let's go back in the way back machine. I always like sure. to find out from my guests how it is that they got to where they are today, and how you discovered that this really is your passion in life. Sure. Well, basically, um, I went to college with the goal of being a writer, mm-hmm. and I've always had a love hate relationship with writing because I always loved to do it, mm-hmm. but I hated um, how society. Uh, would change that or how you would try to conform in order to find a way to write Mm -hmm. in a way that really represented you. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I went to college. I studied Shakespeare, Chaucer, Keats, Shelley, medieval journalism. Writers. Mm -hmm. uh, And all of that. And while I was in college, of course, you want to have internships because Mm -hmm. internships, for anyone who doesn't know, um, they will, in, in most cases, they'll, you know, they'll pay you, they'll cover the costs of your mm-hmm. books. They'll cover, uh, some of the, the expenses of going to college, mm-hmm. which could be considerable. And it's probably double what it was when I went to college. So I had internships working for different newspapers mm-hmm. and, uh, publishers while I was in college. I learned very quickly that the pay was very low and that unless you were dating someone working at the newspaper mm-hmm. Um, or had a master's degree or some inside route, it would be very difficult. Mm -hmm. So while I was finishing up my degree in English, I also started studying the internet, which was relatively Mm -hmm. new at that Mm -hmm. time. So back then, you know, Yahoo and Excite were the search engines. In fact, you had more search engines then than you do now. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. There were a whole bunch of big ones, little ones, all sorts of... Right. So I started learning how to develop websites for small businesses, Mm -hmm. medium businesses back in the mid nineties while I was working on my degree. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty easy back then to kind of hack SEO 
if there was a business that wanted to be number one mm-hmm. in Yahoo or Excite, you could do that. And it was relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Now, the great irony is that today in 2021, the majority of small businesses will go under statistically within the first 16 months. Mm-hmm. So the irony now is that the odds are even more great against their success mm-hmm. and profitability, but most have no interest whatsoever in SEO. Right. They they don't know what it is, or if they do, they're getting disinformation. Mm-hmm. Somebody on Facebook said this, now another article on mm-hmm. LinkedIn said this, and it's completely contradictory, mm-hmm. and Google changes their algorithms every couple of months. Mm-hmm. So how do you win? And it's a complex answer. It's not a short mm-hmm. answer. So the difficulty with digital marketing is it's not Burger King. You can't get it immediately. Mm-hmm. It's not super cheap and you can't have it your way. And now you have competing do-it-yourself mm-hmm. solutions like Wix and Weebly and Squarespace and things like Vistaprint mm-hmm. that'll do it for, for very cheap. Mm-hmm. And so the irony, again, is that the businesses who need it the most are struggling right. with all this confused uh, morass of mm-hmm. DIY seeming solutions that really, in my view, ultimately hindered them more than they helped mm-hmm. them. You know, I remember I had a lawyer I was talking to, um, two of them, in fact, uh, days apart, who wanted to be number one in Google for local lawyers in their field. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't understand why their free do-it-yourself website was not achieving that goal. Mm -hmm. And I tried to explain it to them. They were not ready to commit. Right. Um, So I just said, well, all I can do is be supportive and encourage Mm -hmm. you. If you decide at some point you're willing to invest, Mm -hmm. you know, 3,000 to make Mm 30,000, I can work with you. But until you're at that point where you're really ready to commit for tr- to achieve traction and get results, there's not a whole lot I can do with you. All mm-hmm. I can do is advise you. And I, I don't want to advise you repeatedly over mm-hmm. and over and over again. So we talk once or twice. I wish him well. That is the majority of small businesses mm-hmm. where it's more of a hobby. Right. So I learned over all these decades to really make sure that I say, how committed are you? Mm-hmm. If you're not committed um, and you don't see yourself as a long-term business that's really meant to support a family, mm-hmm. we're not going to be an ideal fit. I can mm-hmm. talk to you and cap it to 30 minutes. And then after that, I can move on. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a profound differentiator mm-hmm. that seems very simplistic. But it's I liken it to relationships. Mm-hmm. Are you just in this for fun, right? Or is, or is this something that you want long term? Mm-hmm. Are you are you wanting to get married, or you're, are you just wanting to have right. a fun evening? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's where I learned to differentiate that. Mm-hmm. And when I worked for marketing agencies, of course, it was very different. Mm-hmm. How so? Well, in a marketing agency my job was to bring together these seemingly disconnected elements and put together uh, a project that would, you know, 99.9% ensure that the business would achieve the results that Mm. they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And how that worked, feel free to remind me and I can dig into that if you want. Um, That's a complex answer too. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to apply the structure of the mm-hmm. larger agency to working as an independent consultant mm-hmm. because I didn't just, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I wasn't just born working for marketing agencies mm-hmm. in between these positions. I was a teacher. I had other, you know, I taught at the mm-hmm. college level. So in between these positions, I would work as a marketing consultant mm-hmm. and I had to learn to apply the structure of the larger corporate agency mm-hmm. to the individual so very different. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. You know, and it's it's so true what you say about small business owners. And it's it's not always that they think of it as a hobby. 
in in many cases, well, sometimes it's to get from A to B, you know, oops, I'm having to have a small business because I'm not employed right now, right? Um, but it's also so many people, they enter into it without a clue as to everything that they need. Right. You know, they know how to do their widget. They know how to, to, to provide that service, but they don't know anything else. They don't know how to do a website. They don't know how to do their taxes. They don't know how to invoice. They don't know how to hire employees, all of these things. And, you know, and, and that's, and, and unfortunately, I think so many small business owners think that they have to do it all. You know, they're, they're going to be looked right. down upon and, but it's like, no, you know, especially small business owners, you want to hire the people that you need assistance with. I always tell people, you know, I, I, if, if I needed open heart surgery, I wouldn't go to a YouTube video and try and do it myself. <laughs> you know, I'm going to hire right. somebody that, that knows what they're doing. So why not hire somebody to do your marketing, your website, those pieces that are your face to the world? Well, you know, um, if I and, and stop me if I talk too long. Oh no, no, this is fine. Mm-hmm. If we work backward, when I when I work with potential clients, mm-hmm. I screen them first to make sure that we're a good mm-hmm. fit for each mm-hmm. other. As I alluded to earlier, you know, are you committed? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to invest? 3,000 to make 30,000 mm-hmm. or 2,000 to make 20,000. Otherwise, uh, what am I talking to you for realistically? Mm-hmm. So if we work backwards, I screen potential clients first. If mm-hmm. they seem like an okay fit or I could work with them, then we have what's called an onboarding process mm-hmm. where I introduce them to key concepts mm-hmm. so I don't spend all the time answering questions. What is SEO? Right. Which for those who don't mm-hmm. know is how you outrank competitors online. Mm-hmm. If you don't care about SEO, then you don't really have a business. You have a hobby that you're mm-hmm. just doing for fun. So you, there's the screening, then there's the onboarding process. Mm-hmm. Then after that onboarding process, you're like, Okay, now let's begin putting together the pieces of what we need Mm -hmm. in order to work. Now, before you even get to that screening call, there's, well, I missed a step here. During that onboarding process, one of the things I do is right before the end is what's called a discovery call, Mm. discovery session. Lawyers Mm. do this a lot. Mm -hmm. And I learned this from lawyers. They have what's called discovery where they need to collate or collect all the information from you. What have you done to this point so Mm -hmm. far? Who have you interacted with? What is it we need to know in order to represent you? And you can't withhold anything because if Mm -hmm. you do, we're not going to be able to do a very good job. So I have a discovery session with them Mm -hmm. toward the end. We already know we're a good fit. So let's have a a brief, you know, low cost, but Mm -hmm. still paid discovery session to make sure you have some skin in the game. Now, during that session, before that, Mm -hmm. I give them a workbook. And I say, if you don't want to read the workbook, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to ask you to do it. I know most people won't read today. So I'm going to go over the workbook with them anyway, to Mm -hmm. make sure that they have the Mm -hmm. answers because it's very important that they know key concepts. I don't want to be wasting my time explaining budgets Mm -hmm. and how budgets work because it's in the workbook. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that you, we go over those key points. Right. One of the things in the workbook is what I call the typical client journey. Mm. The typical business owner journey as it relates to digital marketing is that they usually see it as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. I've got my business, but we're just not getting anywhere. Right. I've got I've got my DIY template mm-hmm. through Wix or Weebly or Squarespace mm-hmm. or whomever. It's not getting any results. Mm-hmm. Why not? Now we have to dismantle all of that mm-hmm. or recreate it mm-hmm. somehow. But you can't get rid of the negative impressions that are on the internet Mm -hmm. that could take months to years Mm -hmm. to remove. They don't know that. Mm -hmm. Just like if somebody writes a negative review of your business Mm -hmm. online, it could take months. Mm -hmm. Right. If Mm -hmm. you're uh, on Facebook, it could be there forever. Mm -hmm. And business, a lot of new or small business owners don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So unless you own it, you don't have control over it. Mm -hmm. A Facebook page is not the same as a business website. Mm -hmm. They can change their algorithms. They can change the format, the structure. Mm -hmm. They could take what you do and use it in their commercials mm -hmm. or whatever they want. You don't have control or ownership right. over that. And they don't see any value in it. They don't mm -hmm. get it in, in most cases. So the typical client journey or the small business journey is they begin at that point where mm -hmm. they're like, what is SEO? Mm -hmm. What is e-commerce? What is content marketing? Mm -hmm. How do I get a grip on all these different factors? Mm -hmm. What do I ignore? What do I choose to pay mm -hmm. attention to? How can I do everything for myself, by myself, for free? Mm -hmm. For free. Right? That's the key. They, they mm -hmm. don't want to pay for it because their funds are limited. Now that part is understandable, mm -hmm. but what but I always you also say, get what you paid for. And also what I always say is I tell them the dentist story where I needed a root canal mm -hmm. and I went to a new dentist. Mm -hmm. He was new in a very upper crust, rich area. Cause mm -hmm. I always try to get medical care in rich areas because mm -hmm. you're going to do better service for right. it. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. And so he was a new dentist. Mm -hmm. He was actually a very young guy, very mm -hmm. cool, hip, young guy. And I said, look, before you do this root canal, I got to ask you, do you ever get people coming in here who, you know, have used super glue or, you know, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. these things, these butterfly clips or whatever? Uh -huh. and, he, and, he, and he said, well, actually, he said, I have had that. Mm -hmm. And he said, they're scared, they're cheap, they're mm -hmm. broke, they're poor, they're addicted to the poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. He said, whatever it is. And he said, my heart goes out to them. Mm -hmm. But he said, what they don't understand is they're causing infection. Right. And, and mm -hmm. now I have to do surgery to mm -hmm. undo what they did. It could take weeks or mm -hmm. months to mm -hmm. undo it. And now it, what what could be $2,000 now could be fifteen or 20000 mm -hmm. And you know, it's, it's horrible. It's mm -hmm. painful and all that. So what I always tell them is that what that, what, what applies to that applies to working with a mechanic mm -hmm. is the same thing. Uh, it's do it yourself plumbing, mm -hmm. you know, on and on. There's a million uh, comparisons here. Mm -hmm. So what I always say is do it yourself is for when, what you, what you're doing doesn't matter to you. Mm -hmm. If you don't need an outcome, if you don't have specific goals and objectives, if it doesn't really matter to you, then do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Right. But if you're trying to support a family um, where it's very serious mm -hmm. or the outcomes really matter to you, you can't afford to play games. Mm -hmm. You want to work with someone who's serious and committed mm -hmm. because you're serious and committed. Right. So it's kind of where water seeks its own level. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of my workbook that I give potential new clients and customers, we go over the, there's a, a several diagrams where they show what I call the typical client journey, mm -hmm. where they're at that point where they're, they're undecided. Mm -hmm. Is the internet, do I think the internet is new? Mm -hmm. Do I think it's a fad or something that only kids use mm -hmm. in mommy's basement? Right. Some older business owners still see it that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, Yeah. You know, they, they think, you know, Facebook is just for cat videos. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It doesn't mm -hmm. look professional. And so I go through that with them. And what's interesting was I noticed a psychologist named uh, Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross mm -hmm. who wrote a book about the five mm -hmm. stages of people dealing with grief. Mm -hmm. And I found that the stages of denial – that she wrote about mm -hmm. in, you know, people dealing with the death of a loved one were almost identical mm -hmm. in how business owners dealt with marketing mm -hmm. and mar digital marketing is an offshoot of marketing. So it's mm -hmm. no different. And I found that the stages were almost identical mm -hmm. where they're in denial, they're negotiating. Maybe mm -hmm. I can try to do everything for free. Mm -hmm. Um, and then finally, at the end, they finally say, all right, this is reality. Mm -hmm. I have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I have to deal with it mm -hmm. at some point. I'll spend $1,000 if I want to get back $10,000 mm -hmm. worth of results and, and so on. And the more results you want. You know, what I also say is, look, when I had my one of my businesses, or I, had, I had two businesses, if I wanted to advertise in the newspaper, 
they wouldn't talk to you for free. You couldn't mm-hmm. put an ad in a newspaper for free. They didn't care. You'd put it on your credit card mm-hmm. just as you would if you needed medical care. They're not going to negotiate with you. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear your story that, that you're too cheap or too broke or too mm-hmm. poor. Put it on a credit card or you don't get the care, mm-hmm. which is brutal, but it's also reality. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going to the newspaper and they said, well, if you want to put an ad in the newspaper, it's $3,000. It will run for three months. That's the cheapest package we have, sir. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do it, don't pay. Mm -hmm. And that's it. We're not going to negotiate. Mm -hmm. And it was the number one newspaper in the area. So you pay your money. It runs for three months. They cannot guarantee you that anybody will call Mm -hmm. or that you'll get any phone Mm -hmm. calls. You either believe in it or you Mm -hmm. don't. Yep. And it's very simple. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that for the same price, you could probably be number one or number two in Google. Mm-hmm. And once your website is created, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. And then there's a very small maintenance fee that you pay or maintenance fees mm-hmm. to keep it going indefinitely. Right. So you pay maybe. $50 a year for your hosting. Mm-hmm. You pay maybe $20 a year for the domain name. Mm-hmm. Then you pay a professional, you know, to, to scan your site for mm-hmm. viruses and run backups and maybe help you mm-hmm. uh, with updates or with blogging or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. a minor fee. Um, so you have to be willing to do those things to get from point A to point B. So, that's where I talk about that. And that's really the number one issue, mm-hmm. which seems like a no-brainer, but it's the number one issue mm-hmm. with most, where they just can never get any traction. Mm-hmm. Now, after that is what you were referring to earlier, which I call the savior complex, You know, where you're doing, I need to write a blog post on that, where you're basically doing everything for everyone by yourself, mm-hmm. for yourself. And I've seen it in, in a lot of nonprofits and a lot of small businesses where you recognize it and you just say, look, I wish you all the best. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you're not willing to meet people halfway, mm-hmm. God bless you. Take care. Uh, you know, you get 30 minutes after that. I, I've got a motor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very common. And I could, I could give you a million examples of that, that I've encountered another issue that you see is people focusing on tools, what I call the bright, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> you know, like if you have a cat and you give it a new toy, mm-hmm. it'll go crazy. And, right. And, and then you give them a new toy. toy and mm-hmm. Right. And you fixate over tools mm-hmm. rather than running the business, mm-hmm. which is right. really key. Are you an, an employee of the business mm-hmm. where you're running around putting out fires mm-hmm. all day long, or are you managing and running mm-hmm. the business? So, you know, for example, you shouldn't be giving directions to your store mm-hmm. or restaurant. Right. You should have a website. Mm-hmm. They go to the website. They have an interactive map. Mm-hmm. You have a law firm, whatever, a dental practice. They mm-hmm. go to the website. They give. They have an interactive mm-hmm. map. You have an FAQ page, frequently mm-hmm. asked questions. You shouldn't be answering questions. Mm-hmm. Everything should be through the company website. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't need to email anybody anything. Mm-hmm. They should be able to get all the download forms that they need through mm-hmm. your website. Everything should be done through the website. Mm-hmm. If you're older like me, you remember that originally websites were called uh, portals. Mm-hmm. Why was that? Isn't that cute? But they called it a portal because you would go to the company website and through the website, Mm -hmm. you would get everything you needed. Right. You got those documents that you needed. Mm -hmm. Right. You would get the HR forms. Mm -hmm. You could do e-signature. I mean, FedEx and UPS has been doing e-signature for at least 10 Mm -hmm. years now. Most small businesses don't even know what it is Mm -hmm. and they're not even thinking about it. Mm which is mind blowing when you mm-hmm. think that there is a thing called COVID, mm-hmm. whether you believe it's a conspiracy or not, COVID is- People just, are getting sick. <laughs> well, you've had 450,000 deaths so far. Mm-hmm. And if that's all a hoax and a conspiracy, then everybody in the world is on board. Mm-hmm. And every government in the world is on board with mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, I'm over it. Um, you should be having conference calls that are video mm-hmm. calls like what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. You should be- 
You should have downloads. People should be able to clock mm-hmm. in through your website where it tracks the IP address mm-hmm. and logs them in or clocks them in remotely. Everything can go through that company mm-hmm. website. And the more you automate and the more you have your company website like a portal, mm-hmm. you will find that the more processes mm-hmm. you can consolidate, the more overhead you can eliminate, and the more money you will save. Mm-hmm. And then you can start automating more and more. And then you can start paying for online ads mm-hmm. and achieve a higher ranking mm-hmm. in Google. And that's why so many people invest in digital marketing now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call it digital marketing rather than online marketing, mm-hmm. because we're bringing together seemingly disconnected tools, mm-hmm. but putting them together as a whole. Right. Yeah. And I think so many businesses discovered during the, the pandemic, especially, you know, maybe the, the first three or four months, that they did not have things that, oh, that people needed. Um, you know, I mean, restaurants would be probably one of the, the best examples. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, Can I give you, know, you a quick example? Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's because uh, in the area where we live in Florida, when COVID first started, I remember my wife and I were shopping in Costco mm-hmm. and I was looking at my phone and looking at the news. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was just looking at the news and I saw a video of, of, a woman falling over face down mm. in Wuhan, China. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my wife and I looked at the video again. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going home. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I ah. said, mm. we need to s- stop mm-hmm. and look at this video. Mm-hmm. It's from a legitimate news source. Mm-hmm. It was like CNN or mm-hmm. MSNBC or some, you may disagree with some of their coverage, mm-hmm. but they're a legitimate global mm-hmm. news source. Um, I looked at the video and I looked at my wife and I said, this is going to be here Mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks. We need to start buying rice and beans like Mm -hmm. there's no tomorrow. Right. Stock up now. Mm -hmm. 200 pounds of of rice and beans right now, Mm -hmm. enough to sustain Mm -hmm. a a full adult for Mm -hmm. a year. She didn't know if we should. Mm -hmm. And I said, look at this video. It's not a joke. Mm -hmm. And anyway, what was my point? Uh, yeah, when we came back home, I started looking for local restaurants and mm-hmm. pubs and mm-hmm. whomever who would deliver to right. your door. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anybody mm-hmm. because at that time, um, Costco, Whole Foods, mm-hmm. the local grocery store, they would not deliver to your door yet. Mm-hmm. The local Walmart wouldn't deliver to right. your door at that point. Right, because they want no, you in because impulse right. purchases are right. their big things. Nobody would deliver at that mm-hmm. point. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Walmart offered outside pickup, curbside mm-hmm. pickup. Mm-hmm. That was it. So we went to Walmart mm-hmm. and we were doing that. I couldn't find any local grocery stores mm-hmm. or anyone who would deliver. Mm-hmm. Weeks later, I found a local pub. Mm-hmm. They were going broke because no one would come into their pub. Right. So they had come up with the brilliant idea that I read the article about the owner. He said, well, look, we get like 200 pounds of chicken delivered once a week. Mm-hmm. We have 200 pounds of meat and and potatoes delivered. So we're going to offer local people uh, the service that they could come and pick up 20 pounds of chicken oh, wow. and, mm-hmm. and all of this. But the catch was you had to physically take out your phone and call them. Mm-hmm. You had to give them your credit card information mm-hmm. over the phone and hope that it was saved. That uh-huh. And then get in your car and go mm-hmm. to the restaurant and pick mm-hmm. it up. And then maybe they would bring it out to your car mm-hmm. if they saw you. Right, right. Because if you call, it's busy. Right. So you'd have to physically get them to come out and bring it to your car. They weren't wearing masks because they believe it was a conspiracy. They mm-hmm. wouldn't wear a mask when they bring it out to your car. So I remember looking at that and just think, if you could just offer it through the website mm-hmm. where you could use e-commerce mm-hmm. to take the payments, I could yep. make the payments. Mm-hmm. I could order 20 pounds mm-hmm. of chicken nuggets. Then you could come, you bring it to my door. Mm-hmm. Think how much money you would right. be making. Mm-hmm. Nobody locally was mm-hmm. doing it. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And to this day, 2021, mm-hmm. there's still nobody locally mm-hmm. doing it. Right. Not a soul. Most of the small mom and pop delivery places, like there's a Mexican pizza mm-hmm. place. I'd love to try Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. They won't deliver to your door. Right. I have to call mm-hmm. them up, give them my credit card mm-hmm. number, get in the car mm-hmm. and go pick it up there and go mm-hmm. indoors. 
and the person may or may not be mm-hmm. wearing a mask. Is my worth lo- is my life worth right the pizza? No, no, no. Well, and I think so many times, you know, they they think oh, that's hard. No, it's not. You know, not in this day and age. There's there's so many ways that you can add those features to your your websites. You know, or you you know, okay, maybe you don't want to do it. Fine, sign up with uh, you know, get an Uber driver, whatever. You right, know, there's there's right. ways. But you know, the the restaurants that and still, I mean, you know, because we're pretty close to a year out now, um, and you know that that you go and maybe yeah. they have their menu online, but you know, if you're opening it on your smartphone, you can't read it. Um, yeah. you know, because they just put a PDF of it and, you know, and it's like a 20 page menu. No, that's not going to work. Um, you know, and, and, and so, okay. So maybe I'll drive there, but there's no way to let people know. I mean, you know, it, 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 this is so yeah. much simpler. You know, I, I live in, in Atlanta and in the land of Chick-fil-A. And I mean, when I can go through a Chick-fil-A and they've got yeah. five lanes of traffic and you're just going to book it up, book it up, book it up, you know, as fast as you can go through, they figured it out. Um, right. They figured you know, it out because yeah. they made it, they made it important. Yep. They made it important to yeah. their business mm-hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. They saw the value in it. I think that's really key. They saw right. the value yes. mm-hmm. in putting the structures mm-hmm. into place and then they budgeted realistically mm-hmm. to achieve it and right. then made it happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas with so many, and I don't want to put a bad rap on them because not all business owners are like mm-hmm. that. Um, but the ones that that seem to have these problems, you know, are you committed? Mm-hmm. Um, do you see yourself as premium or want to mm-hmm. be at that juncture? Mm-hmm. So what the small business owner needs to know is that it's possible mm-hmm. to do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. You just have to work with an experienced mm-hmm. professional right. and then budget accordingly. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I have this in my workbook. Well, how mm-hmm. do we budget? We don't mm-hmm. know. And anybody who contacts me, I'm happy to send them mm-hmm. this infographic mm-hmm. and we can schedule a, a mm-hmm. call and I'll even go over it with them. Because the, the more direct, clear information there is, the better. Right. Well, and you know, we're not going to go back to the way we we all did business a year ago. It's just not going to no. happen. Um, you know, Chick-fil-A is another great example. I mean, the, the one just down the street from us that that I normally go to is currently closed. And oh my gosh, caused all sorts of panic, right? All these people posted on next door. Why is, is it closed? It's because- oh, you're making me hungry. Well, they were renovating and, yeah. and they are only going to be a drive through you know, and, and clearly, I mean, that's, the, they figured out and, people and want you know to take why. it home. And you know why? Because they're a large corporate entity mm-hmm. and they realized, hey, listen, if one of our employees gets COVID mm-hmm. and they infect the staff. Right. We're in big trouble. Not only are mm-hmm. we in big trouble, can they sue us? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Right. I, I don't it's know. It's just not that. worth the bad PR. Right. There's the bad mm-hmm. PR. There's the legal ramifications. Mm-hmm. Can they sue us? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very communicable mm-hmm. if you believe it's real. Mm-hmm. Now we have uh, the UK variant and the mm-hmm. South African variant, and the vaccines can't be distributed mm-hmm. fast enough. Right. Um, luckily, thank God, knock on wood, it's finally, it looks like it's being taken seriously mm-hmm. where they're acknowledging it's real, it does mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. We have vaccines, let's, let's begin mm-hmm. ramping it up. Um, the thing is, if you're a business employee, if you're a business owner, excuse me, are you, can you really play games with this? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, one person getting sick could infect mm-hmm. everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. They could be out for how long? You mm-hmm. don't know. Right. You don't you know, know. And, and it is, it, it, yes, it's difficult, you know, back to say the, the, the example of a restaurant, I mean, getting rid of, you know, temporarily or not say half of your tables. You know, of course, their mind goes, yeah. there goes all that income. Yeah. But if they get shut down, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking before the program that you used to live in Denver. I'm a Colorado native. There's a big bar out there. I don't know if you saw this. So, I saw many, this online. Yeah. so Grizzly Rose. So Grizzly Rose is a huge country Western bar in, in I've Denver. I've heard of it. Yeah. So they have now been closed because they kept opening and they'd been warned several times and, and they were letting too many people in. And I'm sure they were thinking we got to get as many people in here and make as much money as we can. And of course now they're making nothing. 
(laughs) And and so, you know, that's, that's the big thing is, you know, you can, and, and, you know, can businesses adjust and, and, you know, and some of them can't, I mean, you know, because there are, you know, especially things like restaurants, I mean, there's such tight margins, but at the same point, you know, the, the, the big uh, Mexican restaurant down the street from us added a drive-through. Now I'm pretty sure that yeah. they had to adapt, ad- adapt their menu because their menu was one of those 20 page menus and you just can't do that at a drive-through. So they probably went through and figured out, okay, what's our top 20 Shorten things. The menu. Yeah. You know, and, and, but they put a drive-through in and clearly this drive-through is going to stay. Um, you know, it's, it's a, a permanent modification to the building. So they went, Hmm. Okay. And, and let's be honest. I really like being able to bring my food home and eat watching TV in my my yeah. sweats with the dogs and and all of that stuff. Do I miss going into restaurants? Not really. Same thing no, with going either. to in-person networking. I don't really miss it. No, and the in-person networking is always very haphazard mm-hmm. because you could go to a networking event and whoever you come into contact with or talk to may or may not need your services. Right. Mm-hmm. They may or may not see the value mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. in, in what you do. Mm-hmm. Say, for example, I go to a networking event and I meet a mechanic or a guy who owns a body mm-hmm. shop. Well, I don't need automotive care right now. My mm-hmm. car is doing fine. Right. You don't look. You don't save his business card. Mm-hmm. So it's wildly ineffective. Mm-hmm. It would take you an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. You pay for the meeting if it's right. You get any kind, kind of, of good quality, food. Kind of good food. <laughs> yeah, so so. You're mm-hmm. there for an hour. You usually mm-hmm. have to listen to someone's infomercial anyway, mm-hmm. and then it takes you an hour to get home. Mm-hmm. So. So you it, lost half a day. Right. And and the, the same thing is true for going to the grocery store. It takes you an hour to get there. You're in there for 40 minutes mm-hmm. getting groceries. Then you have to fight traffic mm-hmm. to come home. Well, you might as well run some other errands while mm-hmm. you're at it. Mm-hmm. You know, just so on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And if we switch gears and say, look at all these other types of businesses, mm-hmm. well, nonprofits, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't need that. If you have a church, mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Going to church, okay, that's a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. But you go to church, you're surrounded by hundreds of other mm-hmm. people, many of whom are going to be very close together right. physically. And you hug, right? Mm-hmm. You hug. They may, not everybody wears mm-hmm. a mask correctly. A lot of them just wear I know. Please pull it up over your nose, folks. <laughs> right. A lot, a lot of them will wear it just over their chin or over their mouth and not mm-hmm. cover their nose. Or mm-hmm. they'll wear, um, I've seen people wear a bandana mm-hmm. or something ridiculous, uh, you know, whatever. So, why can't a church mm-hmm. have their sermons available online? Right. Why can't they take donations mm-hmm. online? Mm-hmm. Why can't they sell their t-shirts right. and everything online? My and, mom's church does. And yeah. and it's fabulous. She's 88, still lives yeah. at home, you know, yeah. all of these these various things. So she's still very independent. And she has not been to church since March of last year. Because you but, don't want to get it. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and of course, initially you couldn't. I mean, it was, she lives, she lives in Kansas and, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and so it, it's been, but it's been within, you know, the last six months probably that it has, has opened back up, but she's not gone back and she's not gone back because they broadcast on YouTube. She mm-hmm. has a smart TV and her neighbor has set it so that all she has to do is click the icon. Right. She she watches it. And, and of course, since it's on YouTube, it's also recorded. So she doesn't catch it right at 11 on Sunday. She can watch it at two on Wednesday. Um, right. You know, and, and, you know, she, now she mails her check-in. She, she doesn't do e-commerce, but she's 88. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, she's, she, and, and now the funny thing is she participates and I, I absolutely love this. I just thought this was the cutest thing in the world. You know, they they've got the the big screen that is showing the readings. And and I could hear her. She was in another room when we were visiting, and, and I could hear her talking. I'm thinking, who is she talking to? She was following along and doing the readings as they mm. were doing the readings. So she was still participating. But right. she was doing it safely. And, you know, and, and I love that that church did that, you know, and, and they send out, you know, they're, they're on Facebook and they send out the reminders and they say, hey, we're going live next time. But they record everything and then and, upload it later. 
Yeah. And there are ways to make things easier Mm -hmm. too. My father's 85 years Mm -hmm. old. He knows how to check his email. Mm -hmm. He he knows how Mm -hmm. to look at things online. So if he, if he can do that, Mm And then most people can figure right. out how to go mm-hmm. to a website mm-hmm. and click on a link mm-hmm. that says watch now. Right. Now it's, it's a little more difficult if say you need communion, but there's there again, there's actually, ways around it. I, I love actually, one of the early memes. I, I saw this, you know, this would have been in you know, March or April with, it was a Catholic priest with a, a water pistol. <laughs> you know? yeah. I thought, oh, that's kind of cute. I mean, I think that was obviously a big joke, but you know, there are still ways that, that you can adapt. Yeah. I remember looking at the website, I think for mm-hmm. Joel Osteen, everybody mm-hmm. knows Joel Osteen, right. the, the giant mega church. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at his website once um, and there was some right there on the homepage. It was something where you could call a phone number mm-hmm. and you could get someone who would pray with you right away. Mm-hmm. There was a link that you could click on mm-hmm. to donate. There right. was another right away that mm-hmm. you could buy books mm-hmm. and CDs or download MP3. Right. And, and so on. You could watch the sermons twenty four seven. You could l- look them up by subject. You know, so whatever the type of business it is, mm-hmm. there is a way to use digital marketing to consolidate overhead mm-hmm. to reduce. Mm-hmm these redundant operations. Mm -hmm. I have clients that have been with me for like 10 years now and they're a small mom and pop. They're in their Mm seventies and um, they, they wanted a contact form that would screen people and not accept spam, Mm -hmm. but they also wanted a way that it would be automated. So they're not responding to email because they have difficulty checking their email. Uh, Oops. (laughs) So I said, guess what? Mm-hmm. There's there's a way to do this. Mm-hmm. If you pay me a monthly fee, mm-hmm. I'll check your email for right. you every day, mm-hmm. or I'll check it I'll check mm-hmm. it once a week. Mm-hmm. And I set up the the contact form so that once you submit the form, you get an automated message mm-hmm. that says, "Hey, thank you so much right. for contacting mm-hmm. us. We really appreciate your business. However, mm-hmm. we don't check our email every mm-hmm. day. Please call the store." Right. At this phone number. So they managed expectations. Right. Now I'll still I'll check the email for them once a week, mm-hmm. but they also have the phone number. Mm-hmm. Well, they respond to the phone calls. Mm-hmm. You right. know how to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and there was another thing where they wanted to bid on government contracts. Mm-hmm. And so there are two people. Mm-hmm. So I said, that's fine. We can find a way that you can bid on these contracts mm-hmm. and then automate the bidding process. Mm-hmm. So every time a new contract comes available for what it is that you do, mm-hmm. you'll get an automated email. Mm-hmm. You can read the email and decide if you want to bid on this mm-hmm. contract or not. Mm-hmm. Then I'll show you how to put together a template. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is go into the template, change the numbers around, right. change a few lines that are mm-hmm. highlighted in yellow. And then send it to mm-hmm. the agency. And guess what? One government contract is worth hundreds of thousands right. of dollars. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. So if you get one contract, you made back whatever you paid me about mm-hmm. 20 times over. Right, right. Now imagine if you get two or three of those per year. Come on. Yeah. You're, you're set. You know? Yeah. Well, and and of course, the, the whole thing with, with doing this digitally is – you just expanded your reach worldwide. You know, back right. to the example of the church. You know, now it's not just people who are in Pittsburgh, Kansas, who are going to that church. It's people right. worldwide. You know, and, and so can, maybe they maybe they moved from there and they still love that church. Well, gosh, now they can watch it. Um, yeah. You know, and of course make donations. I mean, you know, that's always the biggie. But yeah. but yeah, you know, and and I mean, unless you are a business, and well, and you know, like we were saying, even restaurants. I mean, you know, you're not going to ship your food worldwide, but if you can get it a mile, two miles, ten miles away, sure, that that's good too. And and so it's just it's a way yeah. for people to be reaching a much broader market than they ever could do if they were having to trot around individually or wait for people to come in. That's right. If you're if you're a coach. Mm-hmm. You could offer your services to people anywhere where they right. speak your your mm-hmm. language. 
Um, if you sell books, eBooks or downloads mm -hmm. or courses, anybody in the world could mm -hmm. purchase them. And so the more you enlarge your scope, mm -hmm. the more you pay for online advertising, which is P called PPC, mm -hmm. the more you use SEO, mm -hmm. the more you use content marketing, mm -hmm. the more you repurpose that marketing. Like what we were talking about before we started recording, mm -hmm. where you take the content and put it into different formats and take like an hour long interview, for example, and break it into chunks mm -hmm. and, and use it there. The more you think outside of that proverbial mm -hmm. box and are open to doing whatever it takes to ignite your business, mm -hmm. the more you're going to grow right. exponentially over time. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember there's a classic blog post I read uh, that this marketer wrote about why he blogs daily. And he said that he started blogging every day and he saw no results. Mm -hmm. Nothing was happening. Now, of course, in every blog post, he would use different terms, mm -hmm. different hashtags, mm -hmm. different links to different mm -hmm. outside it was sources, his thought of the day, mm -hmm. different videos, mm -hmm. and so on. And nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And he said after two years, all of a sudden, he noticed the hits were just coming in. He was getting thousands of hits or mm -hmm. visits to his mm -hmm. website per day mm -hmm. and business was taking off. Mm -hmm. People were contacting him from all over the world, asking for his help mm -hmm. specifically with what he did. Mm -hmm. So he had a vision beyond the present day. Mm -hmm. He was building the foundation. Right. And that's what was the business igniter for mm -hmm. him. Right. So, uh, let me stop hogging up the the, the space. Let you ask me yeah, some leading yeah. questions. You know, I, I, this is this is obviously very interesting. I love this. Um, you know, it's it is something that I think so many people. You know, we've been saying are hesitant to do. And you know, I'm I'm in the social media realm more. Um, you know, and and to me, it's they're simply marketing tools. Um, you know, right. And, and and I tell people you still need to focus. I mean, you know, I set up a clubhouse account. I still can't figure out if this is something that I because oh, you talk about rabbit holes. I yeah. I could spend hours there, but you know, I, I've I, and you, I'm sure you've had this happen too, where people have said, well. I don't need a website because I have a Facebook business page. Sure, and, every day. You know, and, and it's it's as you said before. Okay, that's Facebook's property. You know, they can do whatever they want with it. Um, you know, so maybe we convince somebody. Okay, you got to have a website. And SEO won't work for that. Right. If you have a Facebook, oh, yeah. If it's on Facebook, SEO. Google doesn't know you're there. Right. Um, and, and it doesn't look professional right. and your larger competitors, yep. they do have that. Right. That's, or, that's the thing. Or the remember. smaller competitors who are just smarter. I mean, that's, that's the thing. And, and, right. um, you know, and, and so, but, but the other thing is, you know, you get this digital property. So you set up your website, you know, you, you do these things. Then it's so important that you maintain it and you update it because you right. know, there's, there's so many things, you know, I, I went to somebody's website the other day and there were things on there from 2016. Yeah. And so the first thing that I think of when I see stuff like that is, are they still even in business? Right. You don't know. And it doesn't look professional and it makes right. you not want to trust them. Mm -hmm. I remember my wife was looking for, um, a, I forget what it was. We were looking up doctors or mm -hmm. something. And so we found a new clinic mm -hmm. in the area and we went to the website for mm -hmm. the clinic she looked at it and said, I'm not going. No. I'm, not, mm -hmm. I'm not calling that person. Mm -hmm. I said, what was it? And she said, well, it says, get your free website from, from Wix here. It oh. had ads mm -hmm. all over it. Mm -hmm. Get your free website mm -hmm. here. And I'm like, how does that look professional? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Big ads all over it. Half the pages weren't complete. Mm -hmm. There's no information about the doctor or why you should go to them. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you know, it's just like, look at your larger mm -hmm. competitors to learn by mm -hmm. their example. Right. Oh, yeah. And we yeah, used to you call might that not be able to copy it. Well, you don't want to copy it, but you can, you can yeah. see what they're doing, you know, and, and, and yeah. figure out, okay, how can I make that work for me? Yeah, exactly. Um, in marketing, we used to call that profiling, where you mm -hmm, would look right. at your, mm -hmm. your larger, more profitable mm -hmm, competitors, mm -hmm. the people you admire. Mm -hmm. 
that you, maybe you'd want to be like mm-hmm. this one day. Mm-hmm. You look up to them, look right. at their website, mm-hmm. but not don't only just look at their website. Mm-hmm. Look at what they've written about. Mm-hmm. Look at how they represent themselves mm-hmm. on social media. Right. How often do they blog? Mm-hmm. How often do they produce mm-hmm. videos and so on? Mm-hmm. And, you know, look at how you can reposition mm-hmm. yourself in a way that not only will help mm-hmm. you more, but also reflect mm-hmm who you really are, who right. you want to attract. Right. You know, and it, you know, back to the, the, you know, the, the discussion that so many people think, well, gosh, this is so expensive. Not anymore, folks. I mean, yeah. you know, long gone are the days where it cost a fortune to, for a web host. I mean, you know, if you can't find something that's under a hundred dollars a year, you ain't trying. I don't um, know. Yeah. I don't know of anybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there probably still are, you know, and, and they're, you know, they're as, as who was it? Mark Twain? No, I'm not. Somebody said there's a, oh, um, um, uh, the, the circus guy, there's a sucker born every minute. Right. D. Barnum. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and, and, you know, you don't need the big $10,000 video camera. Your smartphone is going to do really pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, especially because, I think, you know, unless you're a business that is gigantic, you know, an Amazon, a Coca-Cola, you know, all of those things, I'm not expecting to see an extremely high level quality of video of, of whatever, you know, if it's the, the restaurant down the street, okay, I know they filmed it with their smartphone. That was a good use of their money. Um, you know, and, and, and I think nonprofits really can learn from this. You know, the tools that we have, are, are pretty inexpensive. You know, I've, oh, I've had people say how much, you yeah. know, it, oh my gosh, it's, it's expensive to start a podcast. This microphone, which looks really pretty fancy that, that I use is under a hundred bucks. Um, I think you know, $30. Yeah, yeah. You know, all these various things. And, and, you know, of course, one of the things that, that works really well, uh, gaming equipment. So a headset and a really good microphone, you know, and, and, and yes, there's, there's costs that go into it. You have to have a host, you have to do, you know, all sorts of things, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so inexpensive. And so, you know, the, the people that, that tell us, you know, you and I, I can't afford it for one thing. They haven't really thought about it probably to, to realize, but then the other is exactly what you were saying. They haven't said, I'm going to make the commitment to make my business work. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I mean, even just things like uh, digital photography, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you. Um, and so I Maybe remember a year or two yeah, yeah, when we'd buy digital images, right. And oh my gosh, you'd, you'd spend four or $500 for a one image, Yeah. you know, true. and, and, and now there's so much out there, even if you subscribe to a service so that you get a little higher quality of stuff. I mean, there's so many free places and back to your own your own equipment. I mean, you know, you want to make sure that you're the only one that's using that image. Take it yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know of anyone in the digital marketing space who would turn down a business if you said your budget is several thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Right. They, they, would, they would, you know, depending on the scope mm-hmm. of what you want done and the goals you're trying mm-hmm. to achieve, yes, it could go mm-hmm. up from there. If you have right. a where, uh, mm-hmm. if you own a chain of stores with multiple locations, mm-hmm. then obviously, and you want to sell mm-hmm. furniture online, for example, right. well, that's not a $3,000 project. No. No. But I don't know anybody who wouldn't talk to you mm-hmm. if you're a small business mm-hmm. owner and you say, my budget is mm-hmm. 3000 right. They're going to talk to you and say, okay, mm-hmm. we may need to scale back mm-hmm. one right. thing or something like that, mm-hmm. but they'll talk to you. Whereas mm-hmm. if you say your budget is 200 bucks, you're going to get someone who's desperate to try to mm-hmm. get enough food for the week. Right. You know, it, it's funny yeah. from from the opposite side of that, from the the person who does those proposals. That was one of the hard things that I had to learn. You know, I would submit a proposal and say it was five thousand dollars to design a website, and they'd go, yeah. "I'm sorry, our budget's only three thousand. And I'd go, "Okay," because it was like, "Oh my gosh, I need the business." Well, yeah. I learned to say, "All right, your budget is three thousand. What are we going to take off of this five thousand dollar proposal?" And That's- and and that was, you know, and, and then, and a lot of times it went back up to 5,000 because they went, oh, well, we really wanted it to do that. But yeah, yeah. It, it was like, no, nah, this is, this, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to devalue what I do, which is what they were wanting, you know? And, and so, yeah, it was like, nah, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. if you want to pay less then you get less. 
And and let me say about RFPs. I used to mm-hmm. respond to RFPs. Oh, I hate those and, things. <laughs> and I mean, they're cattle calls. You're mm-hmm. basically you're basically taking a, a professional, and you're saying you have to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. We're telling you what our problem is. Mm-hmm. We're and telling give us you what, examples of how you'll solve it. Those were always my right. favorites. Mm-hmm. So we can take it to someone else and shop yep. it around. But uh-huh. we're also going to tell you what tools you should use, mm-hmm. how long it should take you, mm-hmm. and what it should cost. Right. So what I tell people who are sub- sending out RFPs now mm-hmm. is I say, thank you for thinking of me. Mm-hmm. I welcome you to a free half hour uh, video consultation uh, where we can go over your goals and objectives Mm -hmm. and see if we're a good fit for each other. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. we can talk like Mm -hmm. adults Mm -hmm. about your business goals and objectives. Mm -hmm. If you can't spring for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to talk with me like an adult... Mm Um, and everything has to be mechanical mm-hmm. and anonymous and within these very rigid mm-hmm. uh, structures, then we're probably not a good mm-hmm. fit because you right. probably have no chance of achieving mm-hmm. your goals. Right. Well, and of course, mm-hmm. with RFPs, especially if they're being rigid, and and, yeah. and I shouldn't say rigid, if they're wanting consistency on their input, let me put it that way. So they, they want everybody to be doing apples, 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 apples. And if you throw an orange in there, they're not going to accept your RFP. So, the, but the problem with so many RFPs is they really don't know what they want. So it's either so broad That's, that yeah. you can't respond to it. Or they're forgetting things, you know, and, and so that's the, you know, RFPs are just, ugh. I haven't done an yeah. RFP in years. And that's another key point that you hit on too. If you don't know what you want mm-hmm. and you don't know what your goals are, right. that's another reason to talk to mm-hmm. an experienced professional mm-hmm. so you can work out what your right. goals and objectives mm-hmm. should be mm-hmm. so you know how to budget mm-hmm. accordingly. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a, it's a big bonus. Yeah. Oh my gosh, David. We we see this is why I set a timer because I know that we would have so much fun that you know three hours from now we'd still be talking, but we have almost filled the hour. The one thing we didn't talk about was your book, The Road to Digital Marketing Profits. So tell us just a little bit about it. And I didn't have the opportunity to read it, so I can't wait to to do that. But tell us a little bit about that. And of course, we put the link in the show notes. Yeah, actually, I, I should probably work on updating it. Um, it's the road to digital marketing profits is mm-hmm. available through Walmart, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble. It's basically uh, my first real book mm-hmm. that takes you from the perspective of being a new. Uh, a business owner who's mm-hmm. new to the concepts of digital marketing. Mm-hmm. You're not sure where to begin. You're not sure how to budget. You're not sure who you can trust. Mm-hmm. And it takes you from that beginning perspective and uses the metaphor of a road trip ah. and says, now, look, you don't, you know, you want to use a reliable mm-hmm. GPS. You want to have mm-hmm. a map in case your GPS doesn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you have a full tank of gas. You have enough money to buy more gas while you're on the road. You don't want to pick up a random hitchhiker because they might be crazy. Mm-hmm. And so the end point being, we take you from point A to point mm-hmm. B. At the end of point B, at the end of the book, you know what marketing mm-hmm. collateral, what content you should be writing, mm-hmm. who you should be writing it to, mm-hmm. um, how to budget. Mm-hmm. And you also have a business plan worked out that you could right. take to a credit union mm-hmm. or a bank mm-hmm. and say, look, here's my business plan. That I've worked out. Mm-hmm. So if you give me this loan of ten or twenty thousand, mm-hmm. and I invested in digital marketing, I can show mm-hmm. to you, show to you mm-hmm. that I know what I'm trying to achieve mm-hmm. to make sure that I get some results. Great. And so that's the book. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I have a visual, illustrated version mm-hmm. of that ah. that I that mm-hmm. I give to clients mm-hmm. that I work with. Mm-hmm. I call it the illustrated guide mm-hmm. to digital marketing that I sell myself mm-hmm. because you can't really format it as a typical right. book. And and it, that way you can also update it as needed. Very much. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm working like the 10th version of it now. Mm-hmm. But because of all these infographics mm-hmm. and all these diagrams, it, it so far it hasn't worked to submit mm-hmm. uh, to a publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a visual way mm-hmm. of showing people all these infographics and charts and everything that explain budgeting. Mm-hmm. How long should a project take? Mm-hmm. Well, you might not know. Right. Well, how, 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 does, mm-hmm. how do you decide what the design should mm-hmm. be based on, what colors it should be? Mm-hmm. Well, it explains all of that. Mm-hmm. 
So it walks you through all of that. So I'm still selling that through my own site, mm -hmm. but the, the book mm -hmm. um, is different in that it's just text and it takes you from point right. A to point B. Cool. I love it. Well, speaking of your website, how do people find it and how do they connect with you? All you have to do is go to www.dms.blue. So DMS are my, my initials. Mm -hmm. And I'm a digital marketing specialist. I provide digital marketing solutions. My oh, favorite now that was convenient. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's marketing 101. Make it easy for people mm -hmm. to remember. Mm -hmm. My favorite color is blue. It mm -hmm. always has been. So I tell everybody, go to Google, type in dms.blue, mm -hmm. and I offer free 30-minute uh, strategy calls Perfect. with people. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know where to begin or you're not sure, mm -hmm. I'll talk to you for a half hour. I'm a slow talker. Right. I know a lot of people offer 15 minutes, but I don't want to have to <laughs> if 15 put that minutes pressure. is too short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, like I said, we're almost at the top of the hour. So what final thoughts would you like to leave everyone with? I'm very, very fond of this quote from Henry David Thoreau uh, because I, I'm a big Thoreau fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a big reader. Um and he has this great quote where he said, build your castles in the air for that is where they belong. Mm -hmm. Now lay your foundation beneath it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a very good quote mm -hmm. for business owners who are stuck in that savior uh, mindset, mm -hmm. doing everything myself, running all around. Mm -hmm. Delegate, even if it costs money, because in the long run, you'll find that you have more time to spend with your mm -hmm. family. You have more time to actually run and manage the business. Mm -hmm. And in the long run, you'll do much better. Great. I love you'll it. I love it. Well, you know, such a fabulous conversation. And, you know, and, and again, your website is dms.blue, not nothing else, not .com, nothing, just dms.blue. I am Deb Creer. I've been having a delightful conversation with David Summerfleck. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.